Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can catch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if you're like myself and many others, maybe you got down all the Christmas decorations over the weekend, got your house looking back Nice and clean, and you may have a few Christmas lights that maybe they just busted or they didn't end well through the Christmas season. You wonder, what should I do with that? Well, we've got a good thing for you. Joining us is Jeremy Compton. He is the Director of Education, Conservation, and Wildlife in Hattiesburg, and he's got a good place for you to put them. Hey, Jeremy. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, I think this is super cool, and I don't usually think of my Christmas lights with conservation and wildlife, but I can see how they would definitely go together. So tell us about this great opportunity for people, at least in the Pine Belt area, and then for the rest of us, how we can do the same, even if we don't have a good drop-off point. Absolutely. So uh, here at the Pine Belt, you can just come and drop off your lights at the front office and the zoo and the gift shop. We will take all your Christmas lights. We want them all. Uh, of course, we want to do our best to promote conservation, sustainability, and while not every part of the Christmas lights can be recycled, at least a portion of it can be. We really need that wiring that's inside of there to get recycled over and over again. So we are very excited to be a part of this program. We're actually partnering with SA Recycling for our uh, in-town recycling, which is very fantastic for us. So y'all are uh, leaning. Who, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say you're leaning into the burnout lights, the tangled up lights, the lights that no longer work. Most folks don't necessarily throw out good lights, but also I think a lot of people are transitioning, Jeremy, or I feel like from if you had older lights, now you're transitioning to maybe LED lights or making that swap if that's something yeah. that you're into. And so you do. You feel like you have this weird conundrum of. I have this palace, the lights, and I don't know what to do with them. So we should be recycling. We should, we should not be putting them in the garbage can is what you're telling us, Jeremy. That is correct. As much as you can, I mean, we understand, you know, we have lives. Not everybody's able to make the drive to go do this drop off. That is completely understandable. But as much as we can, we like to encourage people to, yes, do your part to recycle these things. We here at the zoo have had a Christmas event that's gone on for several years. And at the end of every year, we had leftover Christmas lights. And so, of course, we were holding on to them just for the spare bulbs. And now we actually have something else that's not just taking up space. We're able to recycle them and put something good out there. And the money that we raised from this, we actually are able to put into, you know, our animal care here at the zoo, which is just a nice little happy that goes alongside of it. 
Oh, well, that would give you an extra boost if maybe you're getting in some zoo days for the last few days of Christmas break or you're making that trip to the Pine Belt coming up soon. Then you can know that this is also going to a really good cause. Jeremy, it never dawned on me that you should save your other strands for the light bulbs for like, other, you know, but for you guys, there's no telling how many strands of lights it takes to make the Hattiesburg Zoo a magical place during the holiday season. So you wouldn't want to replace all of them. But I'm under the impression you just rip it down and put a new strand up. So there are ways to sort of get more miles out of your lights, huh? Absolutely, there are. And you know what? We've There's no time that we turn down an idea um, as long as it makes, you know, somewhat good sense. In fact, this program recycling of the Christmas lights was started by our outreach coordinator, Elliot Fackler. He kind of was like, he came to me with the idea and we worked together and were able to find us a recycling partner with, and we got it all going together. It didn't take us long. It took us a day to put this program together. So anyone can do this. If you do not want to drive all the way to Hattiesburg, which I understand, I am sure you can have a facility somewhere up there uh, wherever you might be in Mississippi, that will allow you to bring your Christmas lights to them to help to recycle them as well. It's not just something that we are doing. I'm sure there are other facilities out there. You can talk to your recycling plants, and they can work with you. I think the main thing, too, is if you're in the area, obviously donate. But if not, stop and think before you just trash them. Because, Jeremy, what happens if they make it to the landfill? Obviously, I don't think they look like they're very biodegradable. They're not. They're going to sit there. They're going to take up space. It is nothing that is good for the environment. It is just going to be a final resting place for them where they will sit for just years and years and years and years and years. Uh, here at the zoo, we started the sustainability station just to kind of encourage people and educate them on what all can be recycled. So we've got not just the Christmas lights. That's a seasonal one we're doing. But we have Mardi Gras beads. People don't think about that. And that's coming we up. Mardi Gras yeah. recycling one. Yes, it is. Super excited for it. We've got flip flops because we're in the south and we love going to the creeks and the rivers. Got to have your flip flops. We've also got a laptop and uh, different types of electronic recycling as well. There's so many things in our day to day lives uh, with this modern age that we live in that can be reused or can be used in a more sustainable way. So our job here as a zoo is to make sure people know those bits of information and. We provide them with actionable goals to reach for themselves. So with the lights, Jeremy, which is your big push right now, y'all have already started it. How long is it going till? So we will be doing it pretty much uh, for the next two weeks. And then I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. We'll keep collecting them throughout the rest of the year. But we are not going to be putting as much of a focus on that. We'll be focusing on our other items that we will be uh, using sustainably and recycling. So if you were to show up in August and you just had a sack of lights, I was listening to good things back in January and finally made the trip to the Pine Belt, y'all would at least take them, correct? Yes, absolutely we would. I hope y'all at least, if you do that, tell them that you heard it here on Good Things. and that you Because see the way it works, most people who want to either donate or recycle, it gets put in the back of your truck and then it, or your vehicle, and then it rides around with you for several weeks before you ever get the opportunity to actually do that. So we don't want you to miss out on doing this. I think it's cool. But from an actual like functional standpoint, Jeremy, I'm just interested. Do you know what they actually recycle from the lights if they're bad, like if they've been burnt out or short-circuited? What will they actually do with it? So all the wire that is going to be in the lights is what they're going to be taking to recycle. And so they'll be stripping them down and using that material. So 
As I said, it's not the entire bit of light, but it is a step in the right direction, and you got to start somewhere. That's a great place to start. It is a great place to start. What else do you do as Director of Education, Conservation, and Wildlife there for the zoo, Jeremy? I feel like you got a pretty cool job. My job varies day to day, and that's what I love so much about it. So I uh, help out with general operations. I open and close the zoo every day, along with our fantastic staff members here, of course. I work with our animal care department. While they are the ones who are hands-on, our keepers and our curators, I tend to be one in the background. I have the paperwork job, right, looking at regulations, making sure that we're staying and going above the standard because we always like to go above and beyond. And then when it comes to education, I'm going to be developing programs, running programs, everything from summer camps, which so many of my students who I started off with are now too old to come and breaks my heart, but it's great to see them out there doing great things with conservation in the world. Uh, everything from that to our outreach program, which is a free program. We go out within two hours of the zoo and bring animals to schools, libraries, so on and so forth. And yeah, a little bit of everything. It never stops here. So I can't believe you just said summer camps, Jeremy, because as a mom to a sixth grader, I'm already thinking about summer camps January 2nd, because if you don't go ahead and get them booked, they get full and then your kid misses out. So you already have to start thinking about that. So if someone is thinking about summer right now, January 2nd, kind of like I am, Jeremy, is it too soon to be thinking about going ahead and getting on the list or booking for some of the great camps there at the Hattiesburg Zoo? So we will not be opening our registration. We typically wait until the end of February to open it up. But not far. That's coming will, up. Yep. We will sell out typically within 24 hours See? of opening up. So it is a very popular program, but we have some fantastic kids. And, I mean, one thing I love about my job, and there's many things I love about my job, but when you see the look in a child's face the first time they get to see a turtle up close, an owl up close, not even counting the major um, animals, you know, like the giraffe, so on and so forth. Just seeing these small animals up close, they get so excited. You can see that they are making that connection with nature and that they will keep that in their life the rest of their lives here. So it's such a, I don't know, it's very inspirational. It motivates me every year and more so whenever my kids graduate the summer camp program and then they hit me up and they want to volunteer here at the zoo or participate in some way shape or form helping to educate others it is it makes my job worth it every day well they need to set parents need to set an alarm for mid-february so you can be on it if you want to get your kids registered for that sounds like um, a lot of fun and a good time but most importantly now between the 14th at least if you're headed to the pine belt or you're going to be around the area get your old christmas lights go ahead collect them be the collecting of your all your friends and family and let's see if we can't just overload you guys with some good stuff to recycle and keep that out of our uh, garbage cans and our landfills i think that's such a good thing so jeremy thank you for your time well thank you so much for having us and helping us spread the word you've been very kind and i hope you have the best new year all righty you guys stick with us we got more for you coming up next
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. I hope you know we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can always catch us live, too, on your Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you've taken time to download that. If not, you can find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Or even better, you can get us on your computer, your mobile device, or even your TV over at Supertalk TV. And Thursday, you'll have the Gallo Show live at the Mississippi Economics Council's Capital Day at the Mississippi Trademark in downtown Jackson. You don't want to miss the opportunity to visit with state legislators and leaders and state legislators as the new session begins, which I think they gaveled in today. Is that the correct terminology? To become a sponsor or register, go to msmec.com. And as always, two to three on Super Talk weekdays. But good things is your free space to get a breath of fresh air over the next how many days do, till they sunny die? Four <laughs> months. Is, four months. Okay, so. We're here for you. <laughs> You're gonna need us, so just go on and <laughs> make sure you keep us on your on your calendar of the good things to talk about. Um, if you're looking for good things to read while you're scrolling through your Facebook feed or social feeds, you can do that over at the Good Things Facebook group. I just posted where they're already showing the lineup for uh, Mardi Gras, the 2024 parade schedule here uh, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So so many are ready for Christmas to get over with because they know that starts the carnival season, which really here in America, you never really get a break to get those New Year's resolutions in. <laughs> it's just, we go from one to the well, next. Well, in fairness, the, next, the, the, the Mardi Gras festivities don't start till the second or third week of January. So you have the that's opportunity. That's about 90% of all New Year's resolutions get failed in the first couple of weeks. So then you can just pick them back up for Lent. Right, like you can just turn your your spiritual whatever into a way to jumpstart what you weren't able to stick with at the beginning of the year. I used to be all about resolutions and all the things in my in my in my younger days, and as I have matured and recognized, uh, I just don't set myself up for failure anymore. I like to reflect. I think that's really cool to reflect over your year. We did that last week here on Good Things. I like to set good intentions for the upcoming. Who wouldn't? You know, like in terms of what you hope for. But oh, yeah. at the end of the day, there's no magic switch on, you know, that it's January 1st. So automatically, all of your built-in and ingrained habits, routines, and wants Calories and dreams count for half. are going to automatically change just because it's uh, January 1st. You can make those decisions any and day. every minute of cardio counts as 10. Don't you wish that? You, I mean, if that was the way that that it actually happened. I recognize, though, there is this sense of excitement. It is a fresh calendar year. For some, if it was a tough year, man, you're just looking for a fresh start. Um, and then there is this just human nature to want to have like a date on the calendar that gives you permission to kind of be a little lax, which coming into carnival season, I've learned more about carnival season over the last several years here on Good Things, uh, just from talking to the great people who celebrate it, and that's integrated into your uh, culture and your um, your yearly calendar. That's pretty much what, like, 
for so many Lent is like especially Fat Tuesday, but really that's stretched out over the carnival season as you can kind of live looser boundaries in certain areas for the reining in of of a tighter restriction for the upcoming season of of Lent reservants of that. And so I can see where the New Year resolutions can kind of feel the same way around that. So we're going to bust those today right out the gate because it's it's really ironic. It's National Buffet Day of all the days to choose to advocate for buffets or smorgasbords as they call them they make it january the second i was today years old when i learned that smorgasbord wasn't just a funny fancy word used for buffets that was the original word which i think is great and that's what it is it's a smorgasbord of of food options delicately displayed usually in food group likeness or color (laughs) texture or color and then it, you know, it exploded. You had like what started out as, I think, back in the really early days in the 17, whatever hundreds. That's where the term buffet came from that your granny probably had that had decorations on it, may put pies on it for Christmas. But the buffet table was, it would actually start and you would sort of go down the line and feed yourself. And many of you now, still, so now that we have the holidays behind us, you set up big, long buffets on countertops, tables, or whatever it may be, self serve. Um, it just, as most things, it grew legs and it ran and it got larger and people enjoy them. They do often come, I always say, though, like I was never a good person to take to a buffet. I've never been one that I felt like got your money's worth out of it. I'm not one that can just honker down and eat past full necessarily. So I don't feel like and I feel like they're well, they're buying into the people like me next to the people who can go back for several plates and then we average out but there is that sense of i bought it so i've got to get my money's worth that makes you leave feeling like a michelin man whenever you walk out like walking slower and sort of wobbling in that's why my favorite type of buffet is the chinese style buffet but specifically the chinese style buffet that has a sushi bar i do appreciate that you wonder how much time and energy went into making all of that in the back. Usually the sushi's not quite as fresh, frou-frou as or, you would get at a sushi-only establishment or a Japanese grill or something like that. But quantity and quality when it comes to a buffet, usually you're going for quantity. And that's that's how I feel like I get my money's worth cuz I could sit there and gorge myself and then feel miserable for an hour and then be hungry again, especially with a, a Chinese, Chinese buffet. buffet. But, it defies logic and physics. Right. With sushi, I can get 30 40 50 bucks worth of sushi at a buffet for the price of the buffet. And then feel like you got your you sort of got your money's worth um, in that way. Well, we want to know what's your favorite buffet. I mean, stick to your diet if you want to today. Let's just break it in our minds, right? Which is the worst place to do it because then you're gonna wind up somewhere tonight. But who cares? It's good thing. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. It can be a local buffet. I know Mama Hamels is a huge popular one here in the central area that's privately owned, um, or it can be a chain, whichever one uh, floats your boat. I know our on the Mississippi Gulf coast man that is one thing i think casinos just really learned how to coin and found a niche with a with their restaurants i don't know if i think it's part of the dna of of building a casino now they have 
fancier restaurants and and most casinos that are sit down or table service but you feel like to have a to be a a casino you need an oversized overpriced buffet it's all a part of the experience it's the glitz and the glamour of all the the money changing hands and the bells ringing and the jackpots getting won and then you can turn a corner and it's a buffet, but it's not just any buffet. It's a buffet where I could get prime rib and lobster tails and not have to pay extra. And jello pudding. Like, it's all <laughs> the same sort of one. As we're saying this and talking about it, over the holiday weekend, I found myself watching Vegas Vacation. It was on the TNTs of the of the TVs. And it's... <laughs> Put in a dollar, win a car. Put in a dollar, win a car. Put in a dollar, win a car. And then the classic scene where he's there with his cousin Eddie and he bought him. It's nearing the end of his demise with the terrible casino buffet. And he's like, it's a dollar, I don't remember, like a dollar fifty, I think. And he's like, it's a buffet. You only need a plate. And it's just funny. It, would, it just coincided with today so nicely. Ray in Long Beach says, I might go to a buffet this evening for my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ray. Ray, we appreciate you listening to good things. But he said, Island View Casino in Gulfport had the best breakfast buffet, in his opinion. Well, now you're opening up a new can of worms because there's all different kinds of buffets. Oh, I mean, yeah. you had your breakfast buffets and you have sort of like your, I don't really know if you've got more of a brunch. I guess that would sort of build Shonies. A, Shon- I was just thinking, Sh- where did Shoney's go? I mean, if you grew up in the South, I don't know how far down or north Shoney's went, but I it's guess... It's like the day was bookended with a breakfast buffet. It started in the morning and, at the, and you got and late at somehow, night. They had the breakfast buffet again. A teddy bear just made sense, like, to be the mascot of a of a breakfast buffet. Well, what goes better after your scrambled eggs and ham and bacon and everything than a chocolate cake sundae thingy, whatever they called it, the, the hot fudge chocolate cake? I don't know, but that was definitely childhood memories for sure, is hitting up the Shawnee's Buffet. And you only did it for Brian. I think they served lunch. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I was there a time or two for for it. So you have those type of buffets where it's like the self-serve, like the, the Shawnee's of the world, the um, casinos of the world. You, you have like the pizza buffets are usually that way. But then you've got the other that's more like cafeteria sort of. Like, I guess they serve you. Was that? Would you still consider that a buffet or no? Because it's not yeah, all Yeah, because, I mean, you're still getting the choice of all these different foods, just like a buffet, but instead of self-service, it's being served to you. Well, let us know. 601-879-4395. Favorite buffet, local or chain? we got more for you coming up next. Work a miracle, work a miracle. Oh, oh, oh. keep you like an nothing but Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. And we're down.
good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also find our Supertalk Mississippi news team there. They are covering your Mississippi stories, so stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter over on the C Spire text line, which that is 601-879-4395. We are, sharing, we are already breaking, at least mentally anyway, our New Year's resolution to eat better. We're talking about buffets because I find it hysterical that January the 2nd of all the 365 days to choose from, January anything, to be honest with you, is National Buffet Day. I would love to know the story of who around what boardroom was saying, you know what, buffets need a national day to bring attention to the overconsumption of good food. Let What day should we choose? How about this? January the 2nd. We'll just come out with it right um, right from the start. The thing is, though, over the years, at least in the last several decades, they've really kind of just become part of our culture. I think some are sticking around longer than others. Many of you are talking about Love a Pizza Buffet. I feel like they're kind of here to stay. You got your CCs, your Mazios, your local eateries, those type of things that recognize, but specifically like Sundays and then other sort of lunch days um, that having like the pizza and salad buffet can be really easy and nothing stinks worse than you thinking it's buffet night and then you show up and there's no buffet and you're like oh i gotta order a pizza i won't do that i want to like the smorgasbord of pizzas but then there's I want a piece of that one and a piece of that one and a piece of that one and two of those thank you but then you feel like some had their height and their heyday like your golden corrals and i can't think of other ones to sort of put in that ryan's ryan's um, Western Sizzlin. Western Sizzlin. So that was a buffet. Like it, oh, yeah. Okay. And because you could also order there, right? Like, yeah. Okay. If I remember correctly, you would, because my granny loved their steaks. That's where we would go for steaks, and they had the best, like, little salad bar. I knew they had, like, a little salad bar, but I don't, but I can't really picture the buffet. I just remember taking your tray and going down and ordering um, at the Western Sizzlin. And that was, like, a big day for granny and I. She takes Western Sizzlin. But, it feels like some of the other larger buffets that have all of the fixins are are kind of a dying breed outside of the entertainment section of your casinos, Las Vegas. Um, I'm trying to think like you have other restaurants that will set out buffets like on Sundays, but only to sort of cater to a specific crowd that we have kind of shied away from. That being somewhere that we all go all the time. Yeah, now it's a rarity to walk into a buffet and they've got somebody wearing the the chef's outfit with the giant hunk of cooked meat. This sits roast there and just, and just carves it. You off some. It's like who got? The, I wonder if like behind the scenes, like do they like that position? Is it an easy one? Do you fight for it, or is it like short straw? From what I understand, you have to be a, a certain caliber of employee. You have to be very personable. Very, very outgoing, not much of a people person, because it's, it's you the, and the customer. Right there. You, you're the representation of all that is the Golden Corral or the Ryan's Buffet there. Someone mentioned Seafood Junction in... Algoma. Algoma. Where's Algoma? Right outside Pontotoc. Gotcha. And another person mentioned Seafood Buffets. If you've never gotten to Seafood Junction in Algoma, that is worth the trip. So what makes it good? It is a down-home style buffet, like the, the red and white checkerboard kind of tablecloth mm-hmm. setting. You got the little wooden bowls for the salad bar, but it's a really good seafood buffet with everything from crab legs, peel and eat shrimp, deviled crab, frog legs. I mean, it's it's 
a perfect combination of a seafood buffet and a soul food buffet. Oh, sign me up. Oh, yeah. Take me there. I think even Penn's, too, I was thinking, has buffets during certain times um, of the day, if not just for lunch, but then definitely, too, on um, on the weekends, um, if that if if I can remember correctly. Well, that's a different facet of the buffet, because you have some places, and it could be like a, a regular old sit-down restaurant or a fast food place, although fast food places you don't see it nearly as much anymore, where you had the buffet special, where it was one night out of the week or on the weekends or something, they had buffet, where you, you would normally just go there and order what you normally order, but on certain days you had the smorgasbord. You got the whole menu there in front of you. Dan in Hattiesburg said, I just find everything I want and just go ahead and get two plates. I know I've got roughly 20 minutes before my brain tells my stomach to shut down. <laughs> my favorite buffet in Hattiesburg is the Movie Star Restaurant. I'm going to assume that that's probably very similar to the Mama Hamels here. It's very Southern uh, style cooking um, and having and having all of the options. Um, seafood Junction, you said it too. That's Louie from 662. I like Seafood Junction for a seafood buffet better than what I think the trending one is now is juicy seafood i have not been or juicy crab is it juicy crab or juicy seafood i don't know i know that there's juicy, juicy seafood mighty crab juicy maybe it's juicy seafood and then mighty crab whoever signed off on the word juicy being part of the branding needs to have their job title evaluated because I mean, you don't want dry fish but <laughs> it's but just juicy is a, a it's strange just word a to strange word to use it's like i don't i want my fruit juicy but like <laughs> i can't really think of I mean, I can't think of a protein that I want to attach juicy to. I, I mean, moist, maybe. Tender, yes. Flavorful, absolutely. I want to see juices flowing out of certain things. I, you know, but I don't. I'm just thinking like steak. Juicy would be like the fourth or fifth word I would use to describe I mean, it. I mean, you, but you wouldn't say, this is the juiciest steak I've ever had. You would, say, you would cut into it and be like, wow, this is a, you know, a very tender steak. The juices are flowing. You would not use juicy as sort of the adjective to describe your your entree. I just it's just the strangest thing to me. So I I for I can't I can't do it. I can't go to that establishment. I don't know if I could do it in good faith. Maybe. Maybe I could. I don't know. Mark from Gulfport says the coast of casino buffets down here on the coast have they have all gone way up. But they've all I mean Everywhere has gone up because food prices have gone up. So, I mean, that's just, um, you know, the price of doing business. And you have to think, like, I would think, like, thinking back to my education in um, food service management was part of your uh, degree when it comes to food nutrition, to the calculations it takes and the projections to find that fine balance on a buffet of having enough because you never – don't want to not have what people want although there is that good of the fear of running out but you want to run out right at the end not like in the beginning because if it's crab night leg and you run out at six o'clock y'all close 10 we got a problem or you got a problem i don't have a problem i'm out on this establishment. 
You're going to have a whole bunch of people hangry for crab right. legs. Yes, you are. And so, or if you do too much, then it becomes waste. And there's a lot of things that you can't, you know, do the next day. You really shouldn't probably do anything the next day, which I'm sure some of it, uh, some of it does. But that's probably why you've seen pizza buffets, especially ride the wave of the ups and downs of buffets better than others because you're you're really only dealing with the toppings the dough for the dessert for the entree and everything else is just pizza dough and then a salad bar right right which that's always the afterthought at the pizza buffet anyway that is not true from the pizza buffet establishment oh i'm like absolutely not i can create a killer salad off those salad bars i i appreciate uh appreciate them for sure um in that way dan in birmingham says western sizzling and meridian rocks paps place in ackerman mississippi tony says and um, John from Hurley said Hearts and Ocean Springs. And then you have Barry's Seafood Buffet here, too, that's uh, that's locally. That's uh, always a, a good hit um, as well. But you feel like those are special occasion places. And they also usually run lunch specials as well. So, like, they're usually cheaper than your dinner-style buffets. But you have less of an option. Right. Which is fair because um, it's lunch. But you can sort of go. But how many times do you go to a buffet, though, and then get something different, honestly? Like, if you're going, if you consistently go, you probably come back to the Rarely. same thing. Rarely. Which is the same thing you do in a regular restaurant. You go in and you buy what? You order the same thing every time. So rarely do people go in and actually, this week I'm going to try this. and This week I think I'll have that. No, you're going to gravitate towards what you're going to gravitate towards every single time. The desserts you may switch up. I feel like a little bit more. Majros on the river in Lena off of Highway 25 is a good one also, they say. Guys, Catfish and Vaden. Mama Hamels mentioned her. It's Juicy Crab. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> we have one in Hattiesburg. They bring your seafood to you in a bag that is full of flavorful juices. I just... I know. I get it, I guess. It's now like, my question is, does a Mon- if that counts as a buffet, does a Mongolian grill count as a buffet? Where you load up the bowl with all the frozen stuff and then they cook it on the big rotating grill? I just, I'm just going to sit here and ponder how we could have come up with a better name than Juicy Crab. <laughs> crab in a bag? I don't know. No, it, you don't want that you one. Don't- <laughs> Nobody's coming to a restaurant called Crab in a Bag. Oh, more good things up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm, but we also have a ton of content from Supertalk Mississippi on our YouTube channel. So just search Supertalk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure to subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and of course the good things happening right here in our state. One good thing we're talking about today is National Buffet Day. I just love that food brings us all together and we love to eat here in Mississippi and we all love a good buffet. Talking about the juicy crab though, it is not a buffet. I just brought up the juicy seafood juicy crabs of the world because I can't I can't I can't with a name. So I mean I'm glad it's not a buffet. Let's just let's just wrap that up uh up right here for sure. Um the round table at Walnut Hills in Vicksburg, someone mentioned. John from Hurley said the Paula Deen family kitchen. I bet that is um a really good um buffet. Favorite thing that you get at buffets that you normally wouldn't order. Well, for that, I would have to change from my, my Chinese buffet. Because you would get sushi. To, to something. I don't even think they, uh, I don't even think it's still around, at least not in this format. Because I know they moved, and I think they moved again. But in Tupelo, there was a place called Vanelli's. used to be up on North Gloucester. And they had a buffet, which was like a, a choice of four pastas and then a salad bar. But the chicken tetrazzini from the Vanelli's buffet is quite possibly the best pasta I ever put in my mouth. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Huh. I like it. Are they still open? Did you mention I it? think they're a bistro now. Like the, I know there was a fire at the original Vanelli's building. And I don't remember if that was what caused them to move. or I know they moved downtown. I don't know if they're still downtown. I haven't spent as much time in Tupelo as I did growing up. But, yeah, growing up, Vanelli's little four slot buffet line with all the different pastas like and one of them was going to be a swanky mac and cheese so you had three pastas and mac and cheese but if chicken tetrazzini was on there i was going to have a whole plate of it and then go back for more so mac and cheese is one of those things i will always skip like especially now i eat mac and cheese even if it's got like the crispy stuff on top yes but if i am if it's holidays or if it's a buffet setting i feel like i get mac and cheese in other places then I'm not going to waste the real estate on my plate. Because remember, I'm not going back for seconds. So if I'm going to do that, like I usually don't even like, oh, mac and cheese. I just assume it's nothing special. Like I make that assumption. It may be amazing. But I usually choose other things that either I don't cook or doesn't get cooked by someone I know often when I'm on um, when I'm on a, a buffet. So, but speaking of the fact that it's National Buffet Day, the largest buffet is Shady Maple. It's in, I don't know where it's at. I have to look. Hold on. But anyway, it's 110,000 square foot. It is Shady Maple Smorgasbord. It's overwhelming. It has 44,000 square foot gift shop. It has an offsite. It's in East Earl, Pennsylvania. Okay. I was like, it has authentic Pennsylvania Dutch cooking. So I was going to lean towards in Pennsylvania. But still, 110,000 square feet. I mean... I wonder how much does it tell you? 
It's Monday got, through Friday, breakfast is $13. Oh, it's not bad. Lunch is $18. That's not bad. And dinner is uh, for steak night, 23 seafood night, bad. 29 That's not bad at all. That's not bad for a gigantic Consi- buffet. Considering what all you're going to get uh, it, on it, it's got over, still has over like 2,000 positive reviews that praise vast selection, cleanliness, delicious, homemade desserts, sort of all the things. Um, wow. Like, that would be a, I would be overwhelmed. I would come in hungry and then be like, I don't know what to do with my plate. I don't know which direction to start in. No, I'm, I just got all the kind of questions about buffets. Like, I know we don't have one, or at least I don't think we have one in Mississippi. If we do, let me know. I'm going. But a Texas de Brazil, I know they have a buffet, but they also have people walking around with like a giant skewer full of filet mignon. It's like, you want one or two? Off on your plate. You just go to the buffet to get the sides and the salad and the dessert, but all the meat is carted around by people in gaucho pants. <laughs> there was a very intentional dress code chosen uh, for that. Okay, someone from the six six two. I will stand a little. I will make space for the word juicy. Because I'm sure out of my mouth or somebody else's that has said, what about a good juicy hamburger? That may be the only appropriate use for the word juicy when it's connected to something other than fruit. However, I will stand by, I would not visit a juicy hamburger establishment if that is what they chose to make the billboard. It's a personal thing. I don't know. I just feel like it's choice of words, people. Choice of words um, in that way. All right, you guys stick with us. You got more up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.